Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 12th day of June. Good morning, Georgia! Good morning. And a special good morning, you folks in Lithonia. Oh, Lithonia. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> the folks out at the cab. You give a shout out to the folks out in Lithonia. Good folk out there. Call everybody you know. Let them know coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we are talking hockey. We have got ourselves a Stanley Cup matchup, finals matchup, I should say, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Boy, it took long enough. Well, hey, what are you going to do, right? Sometimes these things take a little bit of time. Yeah. But we have got it. And we rarely, if ever, talk hockey around here. So if we're going to do it, we obviously got a voice that can – Set us straight. Let us know everything we need to know about what's coming up with these finals. Couldn't look forward to it. Had him on a few weeks ago. He is going to join us again. This is a guy who is uh, from up in Detroit. Works with the Paul W. Smith Show. Very renowned show. And he is called OHL. By the way, OHL is Ontario Hockey League. Okay. And NHL games. So he's going to join us. Paul um, Belizean is going to join us coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. And if you're just joining us... um, been an interesting show. It, it, we've had some fun. Gave you all kinds of uh, Father's Day ideas from Rick, Rick Limpert. He joins us, talked a little tennis, talked a lot of HBCU stuff with Holly Carr. Came down here. Eric's World, he revisited his event yesterday, had a big time out with, um, with V103 and WAOK. Just a lot of – and, by the way, I've, if you weren't listening earlier, I got booted yesterday. Trying to do something very nice for my wife. Not just which any, I not did. just any boot. You said it was a guy kind of a new one, kind of. Uh, it just looked like. Well, that doesn't diminish. Or maybe the just effect. had a new paint job on it. Someday, maybe they just painted it. If you get hit by a car, I mean, a, a car hits your car. Does it really matter to you whether it was a new car or an old car? <laughs> All you know is what you got to go deal with. What happened to your stuff? Yeah. So yeah. I had to. I had to. You know, pay to get a boot off my car, and I thought I had it too. It's on me, but. And then I saw Star uh, Star Wars. I saw um, Jurassic Park last night. You're going to get into that later yeah, on this I, hour. Yeah, I'll get into that. Later on this hour. Y'all go see Maverick. You know, later yeah, we'll on just, this we'll hour. We'll just leave it at that. Later, go, later on go, this hour, you're going to Go see about. Maverick. Um, before we get into this, this Falcon stuff, I thought of you 
really, 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 really hard um, at Game 3 of the NBA Finals, but I was gone last week, and I haven't had a chance to tell you. Okay, Game 3, the first game in Boston. Did you mm-hmm. see what they had to do? So I was going to bring this up during your local, uh, your local segment, but I didn't get a chance to. In Boston, they had to go get a stick. <laughs> oh God! They had to. The pros no. had to go get a ten foot stick. Okay. Because the rims were not; <laughs> they weren't ten feet exactly. Okay. And they got a stick with a little metal piece on the top, so it hangs there, so the stick comes exactly <laughs> ten oh, yeah, feet they, to the they ground. Got, they, they're gonna get okay. it right. They're gonna get it right now. I thought of you. And I thought of, by extension, Macon. <laughs> I'm sure folks would make it appreciate you seeing that. They ain't that. listening now. They don't care. But it did. I, th- I thought of you, man. Um, listen, we're going to take this time. And, and before we go around the NFL, we know that the Falcons are having OTAs right now. And any kind of news that comes out of there, you know, we want to know what's happening. Give us the update on the latest of what's going on. And you haven't had a chance to go out there yet. I've been out. I've been out, I been out to OTAs. I've, I've been out to Flowery Branch. I was over at uh, Mercedes-Benz well, Stadium. Where was it that you couldn't get in? It was the locker rooms you couldn't get in. Yeah, no, no locker rooms. Okay, yet. no locker rooms. Some place you couldn't get to. Yeah, we don't get in them uh, if, we, if, it, if that ha- if, if that happens, and we're thinking it will. It won't be until the regular season. So you know, if, if, if that does happen, so we're watching uh, and see what comes along with that. But I mean, they they, they are working, and a lot of things. Uh, you, if you watch this team. Um, you know, they're, they're watching for other things. Nobody's got, nobody's got pads on. Nobody's doing any contact right now. But just how people retain things, how they learn things, how willing they are if the coaches challenge them to expand their roles and do some different things. So this is what, kind of a fact-finding time, you know, for the players. A lot of new faces in places and, and, uh, and the coaching staff. So that's what this time has really been for. Well, it's funny you say fact-finding. It is about gathering information. And where do they focus at? Arthur Smith talked about that. Where you do matters. I mean, you have a purpose while you're out here. It's just a different evaluation. A lot more of it right now is mentally. You know, you're just building it up. I mean, everybody learns different different ways, and the act of doing is the best way to learn for anybody. So you get that from Coach Arthur Smith, um, just talking about those things. And, you know, they're putting together the roster. They want the roster to reflect a certain thing, uh, a certain characteristic. And who the person that not only embodies and matches what they're looking for on the field, but you know, in the locker room, you know, everywhere they're looking for some people that have a certain type of vibe with this team. And uh, this season, season two for Coach Smith, is an important year in that next step uh, of that development of that chemistry and and what they expect the, the character of this team to be. Chemistry is one thing, but it it really was like hitting the reset button in the second year because when you start over with a brand new quarterback. And the changes that have been made in this team, especially on the offensive side, what you wanted to do maybe last year you couldn't do, the things you could do this year. Again, is there's an ebb and flow to this, and the way that they did it last year, while it might have been a blueprint for a Matt Ryan-led team, is not with Mariota. And so everything with that has changed. Um, I know that we had some Mariota sound, but I don't um, he has been working with Ritter right now, and I think that's – let's go to uh, number four, and I apologize, Eric, for giving you that. But um, let's talk about the present quarterback talking about who he has been working with, which is the future quarterback. For me, he's he's just a little bit younger than my younger brother, so I kind of – you know, it makes me feel old, you know, talking to him a little bit. But um, it's been a great room. I think Dez has um, got a bright future in front of him, but at the same time, I think it's fun to come out here and compete. And um, – I think we're both making each other better. He's saying everything he's supposed to say, right? 
Doing doing what he has to do. Company line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it it's actually kind of refreshing because we've seen some other quarterbacks talk about the guy who the team chose or, or even a trade and go, hey, it ain't my job to school this dude up. And no, I'm I'm here to do what I need to do to help this team, but to coach him, to prepare him, to take my job. No, that's not something <laughs> that I saw in my contract. Yeah, but it is nice to see you know. Him using, as you said, the company line. Absolutely, absolutely. Now there's another quarterback there too. I remember last year, Felipe Franks uh, caused some excitement with the fans. I mean, he was a quarterback that would come out of the pocket and would run some, and so people said, you know, I know we got bad ride, but hey, you know, we're losing games. Let's put this guy. I uh, thought so. Least, I was one least, of them people. At least he's moving around and doing some things differently. Well, of course, we bring in Mariota and to be a quarterback, and we drafted a quarterback. So what about Felipe Franks? He's being challenged to expand his role, and here's his thoughts on it. It's really just been a learning process for me. Um, just, you know, I felt like I had a good grasp of the offense, but really just learning every aspect of it, whether it be the run game, you know, even going out there and, like, learning route stems and stuff, you know, it's different when you're a quarterback and, and throwing the route as opposed to when you're out there actually running it. So it's, a, it's really a learning process and really just kind of having a foundation going into camp. Coach Peel's done a great job really helping me with the transition, so it's been really fun. Do you think- now he's being challenged to, to play tight end. You know, from being a quarterback to tight end, that's a that's a bit bit, bit of a, well, a shift. They're asking to measure his heart. That's really what you're what you're what you're asking him to show. How big is your heart? Because it's one thing to go from number two on a death chart to number three, but it's another thing to be told not on the college level, but on the professional level, your job is switched to where you're now going to get hit in a way you haven't been before. And by the way, block in a way that you haven't before. So I, I don't know. that That's want to. That's like being a rebounder. But the other thing that does is it opens it opens the playbook for some new and different things if you're going to have him on the field in that capacity. If he can do what, it. What he can do. Yeah. You know, he can do it. You can drop back. You want to end up. And he ended up throwing the pass. He could. You know, so that's so is he like Tayshawn over there in New Orleans? The, the, He's on something that, like that's that? That's why I'm saying that, that he could end up playing that type of role. So, I mean, you know, right now he's going in for tight end. We know we can do with the other. I just think it makes him another one of these kind of folks, uh, not saying a Swiss Army knife, but, I mean, it seems like Coach Smith kind of likes to have a couple, two or three guys on his team that can do that type thing, do some different things. And I think, uh, you know, the fact that he's here, um, you know, the crowd, the fans, they kind of liked him, and it seems like the organization likes to try to, to, to have him around. Let's see what he can do to expand his role just, just to get on the field in, in different ways. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Talking about the Falcons and their uh, OTAs that are going on and some of the sound for the players out there. We've been talking mostly about what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. Let's hear from A.J. Terrell talking about what's going on on the defensive side. We're, we're competing, um, seeing where he's weak at, where I'm weak at, and uh, just having fun and uh, just making the most of it, just making him better each day and he making me better. Talking about Drake London. Yeah. And yeah. so – you know, he sounds like he's having fun and enjoying this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he is. He's to the point. You know what? At a very young age, he, he's one of your leaders. Jarrell is, yeah. is, is one of your leaders. So, I mean, he's going to come in there and and uh, and, uh, and test this young uh, top draft pick who's come in from Southern Cal. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure they are. They're doing some things to, to push each other and, and to really press him and get him prepared for what this team hopes that he'll be able to uh, to provide for them. Remember, this week, this mandatory minicamp. Uh, that's going on. So, I mean, it gets a little more more, more intensive. Everybody's 
showing up. Everybody's going to be there. It's the next step in the uh, in in the process for this team. Mr. Slaughter. Yes, indeed. I think for A.J. Terrell, who we just heard from, I think this is the most important year of his career, and I'll tell you why. Every athlete claims that they don't read press clippings, they don't pay attention to the media. He got so many accolades after his sophomore year. He's coming into this year ranked as one of the top two or three cornerbacks in all of football. So if he is not out there working – because he, he's, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm number two cornerback in the league. I'm the number three cornerback in the league. If he does not come out and put in the effort, it's going to show. Because if he got a big head, he's thinking about, oh, I've already made it to the top of my position, he can't do that. He's no. got to continue to progress. He's got to come out now and be like, you know what? I'm the best cornerback in football, and I'm going to show it on the field. This is the year that we see really what A.J. Terrell is because by next year, this should be his team. Yeah, very much. You know, because I know Grady is the veteran on the defense, but A.J. Terrell is probably the most talented player on the defense as an athlete and overall. This should really be his team. While he's praised in some areas which are completely positive, talking about him as a person, do you guys, because I don't go out there like you do, when you've talked to him, do you hear that that defensive back confidence that you hear? You know this guy's got a short memory. If he does, the times he does get beat, does he have that swagger? That's the question. Because you talk about this year and next year, at this point, he needs to have that swagger, believing in everything that you just said. He's the best at it, and he shows it. Well, I, yeah, I definitely agree he has the swagger. You know, but when he came out of Clemson, he was brought into the league and there were question marks because in that last game he played for the Clemson Tigers, he got beat up a little bit. So going back to that last game, you know, he came in with a little bit to prove and he's proven it over two years. And he finally started getting some INTs last year. And like I said, you know, pro football focus has them rated as the number two cornerback and several other organizations say, oh, you know, he's a top two, top three cornerback. This will be the year, though, that he has to come out and say, you know what, I'm still working hard. And I'm going to keep working hard because I'm not reading my press clippings. Yeah, yeah. That's a big part of it. And I think he's up to it. I really think he's up to it coming off last year. Hopefully he gets some more pass rush that kind of, you know, sets things up for him to get some more opportunities back there. But even without a consistent pass rush, he was quite a factor last year. Let's see if he steps up and continues uh, to do that the coming season. Yes or no, both of you. Did Drew Drew Brees get a raw deal with NBC? Yes. I don't know. Did the check clear the bank? It ain't always about the check, man. It's about the, no, it's about well, the, it's about the agreement you made with this people, these people. Did the check and clear the bank? Did they? Did they I don't know about he, the check. He, he, I'm he saying got a raw deal. He got a raw deal. He, he was he deal. was expected to be there longer, and for whatever reason, his personality didn't gel well enough, and you know they shut down. But from from our seat as football fans, seeing what happened one year, come on, something had to happen. Well, well I think it's that. the timing. I think it's the timing right now with the NFL, with so many moving parts and people are moving around. It's kind of a tricky time. He got a do- he got a raw yeah. deal. He got yeah. he 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 was expendable. Say what you will. Anyway, it is Sam and Greg coming up. We are going to shift gears and talk a little bit about raves and let's talk about movement. What's going on in the world of golf with a familiar name here in Atlanta? Jeff Schultz is going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam Craig on this 12th day of June. I don't know what happened to me, but it's gone. I mean, it blew. And and we are now officially into summer, Memorial Day weekend. Does. And I hope everybody made it through that weekend safely with no problem. We always talk about the amateur nights. Right. And that was one of them. So hopefully you made it through it uh, okay. Now, this is a guy that we, we should start off by asking him this question, even though he's been on the show many times. Yeah. A name that people who know anything about, well, just Atlanta, sports or otherwise, know this name. Yes, they do. But he's not at the other place. He's at the Athletic now. Yeah. And we had Rick Limpert on earlier in the show, and mm-hmm. we should ask, as we welcome Jeff Schultz onto the show, that wouldn't this be a really good Father's Day gift? That do they have as magazine? Do they have you know a special kind of Father's Day subscription thing going on where we could tell our audience, hey, this is a perfect time to get that for pop- or whoever in the family wants to get the Athletic. What do you think, Jeff? God bless you all. <laughs> okay, let me let, let me just say this. Before I ever left the other place to go to the athletic, I already subscribed to the athletic. I so I'm not I'm not pitching this um with your with your nice assist there just because um I work there now. Uh it is easily the best product and best value on the sports medium. I mean, it's a, I think it's a, we have a special, which seems to run for a long time. At, at some point it's going to stop. Um, especially since the New York times owns us now, <laughs> they might say, well, wait, wait, wait we got to start making more money. Um, it's a buck a month. And now I think that lasts for six months or the first year or whatever. But even after that, it's, it's, it's a really low subscription offer. So yes, if you're looking for a great father's day gift, I would highly recommend the athletic and you can set up. The cool thing about it is beyond, you know, the no ads thing and everything is that it's sort of like having 50, if we go newspapers, 50 newspapers delivered to your front step. Um, because if you were moved from Wisconsin and you're a Packers fan, you can look at the Packers coverage. If you are moved from Detroit and you were a Tigers fan, you could go to the Tigers coverage. Um, if you're a hockey fan and you're, you're dying of thirst because there's no hockey coverage here in Atlanta. We, you know, we cover every single team. And so um, you just go to that city, you follow certain writers, you follow your favorite team, you follow your favorite college and you set up your own feed and it's pretty cool. So yes, thank you for that. No, my pleasure. And we should tell you that we're going to be talking hockey coming up top of the hour. Or about an hour from Yay. now. Yeah, we got we got a guy who's actually called some games, not only in Ontario, but also um, NHL games. And he's going to – Sam and I started this a few weeks ago. Listen, we got these professional finals coming up. We should talk about them. We got an expert to help us out. That's what we have, folks. Sounds great. Folks, we're spending time on the waitfor.com outline with Jeff Schultz. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff Schultz, ATL, at Jeff Schultz, all capital letters, three, ATL. You know what we were going to talk about, golf? You want to talk golf and baseball Well, let's first. get the baseball first because the Braves rule, rule the roost. Absolutely. Uh, what's going on with them? Ten straight. Did you see this coming? Uh, no. I mean, well, I, well, yes and no. I mean, yes and that. I think everybody thought that they would, you know, at some point write the ship a little bit. Yes and that. They, they've kind of hit a – and I don't want to try – I'm trying not. I'm trying to say this without taking anything away from winning ten games in a row. They're, they're playing some pretty bad teams right now. Um, but – that said, ten in a row is still ten in a row. I mean, it's I, I think it's a, somebody wrote or they announced last time it was their longest streak since 2013. 
you know, that, that in itself says something. So even though they're not playing great teams right now, you still have to be playing at a pretty consistent level to win 10 in a row. You're going to lose at some point just because of circumstances. And the fact that you can hold that off is pretty impressive. And the, the biggest thing is they're scoring runs at a pretty high pace now. I think they're scoring runs at a pace that, you know, a lot of people projected at the start of the year and maybe six and a half to seven a game right now, I think during the streak. And so um, I think that's been the big difference. That's not to say there aren't some concerns moving forward, but, you know, you win 10 in a row. I think you've chopped the lead, the Mets lead from 10 to about five and a half now. So, yeah. you know, this is kind of where you wanted to be really, um, really at, the, at this point in the season. Yeah, again, and listen, all before the All-Star break. So nothing's been won in June. It could be lost. And well, the, the good news is they're not frustrating you because they're beating, as you said, the teams they're supposed to be. Jeff Schultz joining Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. One of the things that I've touched on that I have found um, to be somewhat interesting to watch as it's played out and is how uh, Snicker has dealt with the lineup this year. With the DH there, he can maneuver players, hot, cold, whatever, in a way that you don't have to worry about that line that's usually in a baseball lineup where, we, okay, we got the pitcher coming up, so we have to reset everything. We've been talking about this the last couple of days or last couple of weeks, actually, that the bottom third of the lineup, because of the way he's positioned it, has actually performed better than the other guys. Yeah, and that's been a that's frankly been a godsend because um, there's there were some guys at the top of the lineup that were not producing there for a while, right? I mean, particularly with runners in scoring position, Austin Riley and Matt Matt, Matt Olson were struggling with runners in scoring position. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is so he's about the only one this year that has kind of been outside the party. He's he's really struggling this year. But those other guys, I mean, you know, moving guys like Dansby Swanson up and down, and you've had guys coming out of nowhere like, you know, William Contreras. I mean, it's the, – the, the DH does give you a lot more flexibility. Um, it, is, it is going to favor teams that obviously have depth. Um, and I'll have to say, in some cases, I think Snit is shuffling – the lineup, or if not the batting order, at least, you know, who plays where, because they're not a great defensive team in the outfield. Um, and, and you know, Ozuna's been, again, a problem out there. You would ideally you want him DHing all the time, um, but, uh, but they, got, they have to put him in there sometimes just because of, again, because of circumstances. Somebody else isn't available or someone else is very good either. But, yes, I – I agree the DH does give a manager a lot more flexibility, and uh, in that sense, I, I think it's probably easier to, to manage a game. Um, and fans like it. You know, fans like runs, and that's why we're here. And it's really uh, – while I'm sort of old school and I'm, and I'm anti-DH, the one, the one thing I always thought was, you know, both leagues need to be the same. It's silly to have a rule in one league and not the other. So if you're not going to get rid of the DH in the American League, you need to bring it to the National League, and I'm glad they finally did it. Jeff, I'm glad you said old school because I am that way too. I'm old school when it comes to my baseball. I like speed, man. And, and uh, you yeah. know, our team here in Atlanta has been like running underwater in recent years. We, we got a chance to change that with the infusion of a guy who came from right down the road. Uh, and, and Michael Harris, to me, he's been a stabilizing factor in the in the outfield, and they needed it. Like you said, defensively, the outfield was having some difficulties. He's cleared up some of that, and now he's contributing on the offensive side. This kid excites me. He's had a meteoric rise of the minors too. It seemed like five minutes ago he was playing double A, and and um, 
you know, I think people saw him coming a little bit, but maybe not this fast. And it's always, it's always cool, Sam, when you have a, a homegrown player like him. And, and yeah, it would be a, a, not just a great personal achievement, it would be a great story for the, for, for the Braves and, um, and just fans in general to have a homegrown kid that, that, that sticks and maintains this. You know, we've had homegrown players here before, obviously. Um, Jeff Francoeur, Jason Hayward, um, Matt Olson is from here, but you know, he, he didn't come up through the organization, but, um, it would be, and obviously Dansby Swanson, but it would be nice to have one that stays here and becomes a staple in the outfield. And we'll just, we'll see how it, how it develops. But yeah, I think just the, the fact he's had such a meteoric rise and it's, and, you know, and obviously has the talent and the personality, the kid could be a star in this town if, if he, you know, if he continues to play at this level. Jeff, Sam and I were talking about this earlier, and it seemed like an impossible feat, but he's done as good a job as possible, and that is Matt Olson's presence on this team and what he's done and the consistent way he's played. Say what you will about whatever slump he may be dealing with right now, but he has done the best job possible making this team and this fan base sort of not miss Freddie Freeman the way they could have if this guy wasn't producing. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I wrote about this, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. I, I can't imagine a guy stepping in, a good player stepping into a situation with more things that could create, you know, pressure. Um, you're, you're going from basically a team that's cleaning house in Oakland to a team that's coming off the World Series. You're coming to play in your hometown, which can be viewed as a good thing or a pressure thing. I mean, some guys, you know, don't handle that very well. Uh, and then obviously you're coming to replace an MVP um, and, and a guy who, you know, depending on your viewpoint, either wasn't re-signed or didn't re-sign. I'll, I'll just word it that way. Um, with, with the home team, um, Freddie Freeman is a franchise icon. He's, he's a potential future Hall of Famer. He was still at the, the peak of his game. Uh, he very well could win in, uh, a World Series with the Dodgers this year. And... And this is a situation that Matt Olson was stepping in, a very polarizing situation. The fact that the Braves, you know, let Freeman go, you know, at a time that they, you know, were generating all this revenue and obviously in one World Series. And Matt Olson has handled it all. And I, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago because when he was, he had a really bad slump there for a while. And he had some errors, which was uncharacteristic. I think he had errors like three games in a row and five in about 10 games or something. Uh, he dropped a double play ball that allowed like three basically led to three on and runs scoring. I think it was in Arizona and um, you know, social media, which I, I understand is not necessarily always a scientific sampling in the world, <laughs> but social, but Twitter was killing them. And, and um, which wasn't surprising. And I talked to him about it and he basically said, look, I mean, people are going to love you when you're doing great. They're going to, they're going to hate you when you're not doing great. And so I just, I've learned to ignore it all. And that's, that's the attitude to have, but that's really a lot easier said than done. I mean, it goes beyond, it goes beyond, you know, deleting the Twitter app from your phone. It's just, it's very difficult in, in today's world to ignore all social media, to ignore the noise, um, to go basically from your house to the car, turn on, turn on the radio and listen to music. Don't listen to sports talk radio. No, no offense. No, don't listen to anything where anybody's going to say anything potentially about you. Go straight to the stadium, um, play your game, go home, and then do it all over again. It's just hard to shut it out, and he's managed to do it. And, you know, this is no guarantee how the rest of the season is going to turn out for him or Freddie Freeman or how things play out over the next three or four years when we 
realize or you know, determine whether or not the Braves made the right decision here or not. But, I, you know, if this guy folds or things go bad, it's not going to be because, you know, Matt Olson, you know, crushed under the pressure. At least that's been my early impression from him. I was really impressed by him um, when I talked to him about a week or so ago about this. And um, this is kind of what he said in, in spring training also, but I, I felt it was important to circle back a couple months into the season just to see if he had changed, and he really hadn't. Listen, we need to apologize because we spent most of this time talking about the Braves, joined by Jeff Schultzer from The Athletic. By the way, which would make a wonderful Father's Day yes, gift it would. for anybody. Hey, you know what? Mother's Day next year, come around. I'm sure Mom's into sports too, so whatever it is, or the sports fan that lives near you that wants to keep up with the team if they've transplanted here to Georgia. But uh, before we let you go here real quick, give us your thoughts on the new, uh, you know, LIV 54, whatever you want to call it, Live League. The, the golfers have jumped from the PGA Tour to be a part of this. I have my opinions about it, but I wanted to get yours before we let you go on what we're seeing right now. And is this the tip of the iceberg of a much bigger situation and problem for the PGA? Well, I think a lot. I'll take the, I'll take the end first. Uh, I, I think. I think a lot of it in terms of where this goes is going to tip honestly on what the masters does here. Um, <clears throat> the majors are obviously major in, in a, in a pro golfer's career. The U S open has already said those guys can play in it. I would imagine the British will, will follow the U S opens lead. I would imagine the PGA will not allow those guys to play. And I think the big question is the masters. And if suddenly the masters says, tells Phil Mickelson and, Dustin Johnson and, and John Ron or whoever else, some of these other guys that they can't play, um, that they can't play in the masters, assuming they've qualified. And a lot of these guys have qualified already because they've won one. Um, I, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a little jolting despite the money that they get. So I think that's going to be key. Um, I, I think the PGA obviously has had its way for a long time in terms of money. And I think this could move them to possibly more guarantees um, whether if, you know, or higher purses, what I, the lowest, I just saw this, the, the tournament that just took place in London, the last place finisher was guaranteed $120,000. Yep. Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I, everybody's heard the $200 million for Phil and $150 million for Dustin Johnson, but last place, 120000 I mean, that's an annual, that's a hell of an annual salary yep. for a lot of people. Yep. And so it's like, you could, from the money standpoint, it's an easy decision for the, for the competitors. However, you know, and I understand I'm not in this position, so it's hard for me to say. This is blood money. I don't care how, the, I don't care whatever sound bites they put out there, you know, the, oh, we're growing, fans love it, or we're growing, it's great for the golf, we're growing the sport, this and that. That's all BS. They're doing this for the money. Just, just get up there, and I know Brendan Quinn of our staff wrote a great piece on this last week. Just go up there and admit, we're doing this for the money. And everybody who's joined the tour is doing it for the money, plain and simple. It's not about the sport. It's, it's not about, you know, changing the way things work in the PGA. It, it's not about, you know, whatever A, B, C, D. It's, and it's not even about the fans love this. This is about their own personal checkbook. And look, I'm sorry, the Saudis are bad. <laughs> I shouldn't have to apologize for this. The Saudis are bad people. There's enough. There's enough uh, evidence of that. They killed the journalist. They, they, there's human rights violations there. Um, and, and mind you, obviously, PGA has their own issues, right, with, yeah. with business in China, as, does, as, do, as do other sports leagues, you know, normally the NBA. But it, that, that, to me, I, I just wish that was getting more attention. 
like, why are we talking so much about, you know, how much money these guys are getting and less about the fact that, you know, they're going to, to sign up with these guys over there and, and, you know, you know what the end goal is for Saudi. I'm not sure. I guess it's maybe some sort of media washing or something. They want to cleanse their image through sports, which they certainly have the money to try to do it. But that yeah. would be my issue. Yeah. That is Jeff Schultz from yeah. the Atlantic. A wonderful present, by the way. But we can't thank him enough for being a part of the show. The Athletic, that is not yeah, Jeff. Athletic, athletic. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, anyway, man. Listen, as always, we appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, thank you again. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. All right. That's Jeff Schultz joining us. Thanks here. a lot, Jeff. And let you know about some jobs coming up next. And then, of course, we got NBA talk. And in 9 o'clock hour, it is hockey. We're going to talk about the finals coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Well, I don't miss I was letting them, you know, it's coming in between the verses there. Anyway, yeah, it's Sam and Greg on this 12th day of June, bringing us back with a little Travis Tritt. That's an old, old, old friend. Oh, yeah, man. Old friend going back. And I'm keeping my mouth shut from, from just just stories. I sat in. I sat in. I sat in for one of his. Uh, he's invited me to sit on a sound check with him up here at the Buckhead Theater once. Once, you know, okay. just went in, sat in, sound check, did a little interview with him because he's a big sports fan. Yes, he is. Big, he's a big golfer that, too. That I know that. Yeah. Uh, coming up in the nine o'clock hour, we are going to be talking NHL finals. We know the teams, but we need to know some of the backstories. And the perfect person to do it is a guy named Sean Belegian. He is from uh, WJR up in Detroit. And uh, he works with um, Paul W. Smith, but he's also called games not only in Ontario, but he's also called NHL games. And we want to thank David Ashburn, our our uh, sales. What is his title? Is it is it director oh, of sales? Director is it general sales, sales manager? He's the, he's the top of the food chain when it comes to our sales department for that, all of them. Okay, there you go. For Odyssey, right? I, but there's for an Odyssey actual title. That he has, I'm sure he'll text me now and tell me yeah, who it is because he knows we're talking hockey. But uh, David turned us on to to Sean, so I want to thank him, thank him for that. Um, I'm going to do something here, all kidding aside. I want to get this out of the way because I planned on having my agent come on and do this, and she may join us next week. But I am um, with AMT, Atlanta Models and Talent. That's my agency, and the woman who owns that agency. By the way, it's a funny story how I know her, but she actually moved in. She used to work for a place called Arlene Wilson. And when I first started doing this, before the the industry was here, by the way, this is the casting call segment, but I'm, I'm telling you this story for a reason. Um, I went to Arlene Wilson's office one day for, for something. I don't know what I was getting. But anyway, when I walked in, somebody called my name out. Hey, Greg, over here, we got something for you. And a woman named Sarah Carpenter, who was working for them at the time being, her ears perked up, and she went, did, she, did you say your name was Greg Clarkson? And I went, yeah. And she goes, I moved into your apartment. <laughs> Literally nice. l- moved into the apartment I used to have, and she's still getting, she was at the time still getting some of my mail. And that's why <laughs> she, she wanted 
No, no, I get your mail. So anyway, that's how it started. But that she, stops you in your tracks. She yes, and but she had worked her way through the industry, and she ended up purchasing the agency now. But she purchased it from a woman named Kathy Hardigree. And I want to mention her name, um, because she passed last week. And when I got back from from being down in Florida with my father, um, Sarah had called me because Kathy was not something who somebody I knew that well, but I had known her and met her a few times. But she was, she was, you know, like the original six. We're talking about hockey. She was one of the people who are responsible for the film industry being here right now. Shay Griffin, um, a guy named uh, Wilbur Fitzgerald, who's a big-time actor. You go look up his IMDb. He got a long list of things. Rick Ritz, I want to pronounce his last name right. But these are some of the people who were instrumental. Jimmy Carter started the Georgia Film Office back in, like, 73. But and he was, it was still governor. It was when he was governor, yeah, and of course you had a couple movies that were, you know, Burt Reynolds was doing his Gator movies down here, and and, and Cosby Rick, and Sidney Poitier did, you know, Let's Do It Again. And, and Richard Pryor came and did Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. So mm-hmm. there were a handful, and in, in, the, in the Heat of the Night was done here. So there were a handful of movies shot here. A lot of them in Covington, too, by the way. Yeah. But Kathy passes, and she was, she was, couldn't have been more emotional about it. Because this was a woman who was, we'll just say she was very strong, and she had a way of doing things. But women in this industry, excuse me, women in any industry back then, they had to have a certain sort of backbone to get what they wanted done. And we talk about a number of women during the same period of time in the world of sports who moved the needle, but the the trials and tribulations they went through. Well, Kathy was one of them, and, and Sarah wanted to come on and, and talk about her and what she's done. And maybe she'll come out in a few weeks, and we'll talk about other aspects of the industry. But, yeah, I wanted to take a moment and mention the woman, one, one of the people who are responsible for the industry being here the way it is right now. And she had passed this past week, so rest in peace. Can't be hard to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and having said that, I've also spent the last couple weeks when I've done casting call focusing on behind-the-camera opportunities. Okay. And that means you guys are going to have to do a little bit of work. I've given you the blueprint of where to find these jobs because I don't get casting directors calling me up telling me, we, well, we need four grips or we need three drivers on this project. Those are the jobs that once you get them, you're pretty much in the door. I think everybody who has a job, you know, and not just since the pandemic, but you, you need more people there, right? Yeah. We need to hire somebody else. I'm doing too much work. You know, once you get in the door – then you find out y'all need to like hire five or ten more people to do some of this stuff. But the ones trying to get in the door feel like they they got a better chance of breaking into you know the White House. It's just really tough getting through that door. But once you get on a crew, much like dancers in in Broadway on Broadway, they're you know known as gypsies. They go from job to job to job to job to job. Okay, okay. that's the case when you get on a crew because you work X amount of months and man, you get paid. You get now it's long hours, right? And you got to, you know, this is a job you don't want to jump into when you're 45 or 50 yeah. because it's going to be long hours. This is, a, this is a young person's job, but there are some jobs that if you've, you're a seasoned veteran, if you will, the hours aren't that long. It depends on what you do. But I have been focusing on letting you guys know where to find the jobs that are behind the camera. 
for those of you who are looking to change job locations. Okay. For those college grads, high school grads who are looking for work. Again, there's a lot of opportunities going on within the industry right now behind the camera. And I do that because there's a bit of a lull as far as a need for extras in front of the camera. A lot of productions shut down before Memorial Day. A lot of them are in the process of ramping up. And I could get just a general, you know, men and women, all ethnicities, 18 years and over, from pretty much every casting director right now. But specific jobs, the long list that I normally have, it's coming. And I'll, I'll update it by next week. But I don't spend as much time as I have been doing, and I should do it, for letting you guys know where the jobs are behind the camera and how to find them. And it starts with Georgia.org. And so when you go to 929thegame.com slash casting call or you go to Get Cast with Greg on Twitter, you're going to see the links that will take you there, and you just follow the instructions. So it's not just those jobs, too. I still get emails from people about voiceover. Hey, I've been thinking about doing voiceover work. I don't want to do how much equipment, how much is it? Listen, I got a couple places on the, on the breakdowns that will take you from soup to nuts. Bill Seller is an individual. Atlanta um, voiceover studio is a handful of people. And they will help you from putting your demo together, letting you know about what equipment that you need. I was helping one of my friends out over at Curry Honda. Okay. Because um, she wanted to get a microphone. Okay. And I said, well, what kind of room you got? There's a little, just a little tip for you. If you are in a room that's got a window or you can hear some, you know, outside noise, then you want a dynamic microphone. It's The brand has nothing to do with it. It's a dynamic. It will cancel out that ambient noise. If you have a closed-in room that's very quiet, and or maybe you're walking into, you're going taking your microphone into the walk-in closet at your house with all them clothes in there, and you get perfect sound effects. Yeah, you hear about right, that, right? Then you would want a condenser microphone. So there's two different microphones to get depending on this room you're going to use for your studio. But these are the things that Bill Seller, Atlanta Voiceover Studios, will help you with. So I've got that on there, and I've also got the list of the casting directors. So for those of you who want to just follow them on a regular basis and not wait for me and Sam or when I'm on Star 94 with Cannon, me and Cannon, or, of course, your girl, by the way, she says hello again, Ramona. Ramona. Ramona over on V103 doing yep. middays. Mm -hmm. Instead of waiting for our casting call segment, you guys can wake up every day and, and, and check out who's looking for what as far as the casting directors and their uh, social media pages, where they put them up. By the way, conversely, if you get into the voiceover work and eventually you will get yourself attached to a website that will give you auditions waiting for you every day. You can get out your pajamas, right? You go down there and there'll be at 10 to 12 auditions waiting for you to voice. And remember, once you get behind closed doors, you've never done this before, once you get behind closed doors and you're there by yourself, you can be anybody you want to be. That's where the acting part comes in. Don't be embarrassed by doing it next to somebody else. If you're in a, you know, if you go to a workshop and you go, oh, I've never really acted. I'm kind of embarrassed about this person. No, you close that door and yep. you can be anybody you want. Yeah. <laughs> I got a conversation yesterday coming back from Jurassic Park, which, by the way, y'all should go see Maverick first if you're deciding on the two. That well, you just want to see the dinosaurs. Yeah, okay. All right, you go see the dinosaurs. Yeah, but the, the, the dinosaurs. movie is not what it's on. But here's what I was gonna say. You haven't seen the dinosaurs work, in a while. You're happy to see them. Through my entire life, yep. I have never had a carrot that sounded as juicy as Bugs Bunny's. I've been looking for that carrot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then when Bugs no. Bunny bit into a carrot, that sounded juicy yeah, as did. you know what. It really did. Which told me 
that Mel Blanc was eating an apple when he voiced Bugs Bunny cartoons. How about My point, that? It's just little tips like that. So when you get behind closed doors, you can do or be whatever you need to be. You can make a carrot sound like an apple or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg.Clarkson at Odyssey.com if you got any questions about What about, about for kids? What about stuff? kids? School's out. What about them? Put them to work. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, all of this, but I'm focusing on behind the camera now. Okay. Because okay. okay, I don't spend a lot of time doing that. We, yeah, we always talk about kids. Well, they're only and, out for a few more weeks. Then the link, the, July. the link the link to the to the Georgia Department of Labor mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. So if that's what you're getting at, yes, you got to have the certificate to be on set. Parents or whoever, if you're a minor, you get it in a day. Having said that, I'm getting the high sign. I got the shit up. Uh-oh, hey. And I got to tell folks that we yes. got NBA Finals conversation coming up, but more importantly, we got NHL Finals conversation. Yep. Sam and Greg are talking hockey. Go tell everybody you know. That's coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.